right. Welcome to the latest episode of the Simple Ways to Have a Good Life podcast. My name is James Henson. I have spent the last well, close to 20 years now working as a social worker, a counselor, a life coach, a meditation teacher, just all sorts of things that are, uh, I don't know, angled towards helping people have a good life, helping people do the things they need to do to enjoy their life, whether that is, you know, get rid of things that are not serving them or bring in good habits that will serve them. Uh, that's just what I've spent the last, you know, close to two decades now doing. And I decided to take all that and just put it into this podcast. So today we're, we're kind of working our way through a book I'm currently writing of the same, of the same name and just touching on the different topics that I cover so that, um, so that you can do all this shit for free and you don't ever have to buy anything. And that's really my goal with all of this is that, you know, I look at so much of the, you know, personal development, self-help. And just the things we need to do as people to take care of ourselves. And they've gotten really, really expensive. Uh, You know, seeing a counselor or seeing a life coach, like that's really expensive. And not everybody can afford it. And even like the lower end of the scale, like $40 a session, you know, stuff like that. That's a lot of money to people. And I remember when that was like a tremendous amount of money to me. That would have been out uh, out of my budget. You know, it would have been impossible for me. So... My goal is to just take everything that I've learned over the past 20 years uh, from reading and working and going to school and just all that and put it into one place and to have just the most basic things that we can all do to improve our life and to have the life that we want to have, um, just a good life. Uh, you know, and I don't know what I don't know what your definition of a good life is, but I think that we can all generally agree on on the basics. If you're happy, if you have joy in your life, if you have peace, if you're able to control your thoughts, if you're able to have just decent relationships. And so it's things like that we're looking at. As we've started off here, we're, we're kind of looking at things you need to shed and, you know, the things that um, the things that have always been there that kind of get in the way. So on the last podcast, we talked about shedding our identification with suffering. And what that was really about was learning to let go of all the things that they tell us define us, all the things that they tell us um, make us who we are. Because in our modern culture, and maybe it's always been this way, and this just looks worse because of shit like social media and all that, but these days it seems like we are encouraged to define ourselves through our deficits, through the things that have happened to us, through all the ways that we suffer, essentially. And it was talking about you've got to let that go if you want to move forward. Personally, I believe that teaching people to define themselves through their suffering is a method of control. I think it's a very effective method of control. But whatever whatever reason it's there, it's not helpful to you. And if you don't address that, you're never going to have a good life. Today, we're going to talk about the things we know. And just in your head, picture every time I say the word no, I'm doing air quotes because we don't know near as much as we think we know. A vast majority of the things that people tell me they know are just things that they really believe or things that they've always believed. These are often unexamined, these are often unhelpful, and they're often untrue. At the very least, a majority of the time when we use the word no, we're misusing it. So there's this quote from Aristotle that one of my professors put on the board. Um, I don't remember, I remember the professor, I don't remember the class. And it, uh, it's the mark of an educated mind is the ability to entertain an idea without necessarily accepting it. And so that's what I'm going to ask you to do today as, as you listen to this is entertain what I'm saying. If it's bullshit, throw it out. Cool. But when we're talking about the things we know, we're really going to butt up against a whole lot of things that you hold dear and that we all hold dear. You know, I have these things too. But the thing is that when when we hold something dear, when it's sentimental or when it's um, tied deep into our like into our psyche in the sense of like security, 
or even worse, like when it's religious and we're afraid that, you know, not knowing it is going to send us to some kind of eternal damnation, man, that's really, really hard to really look at in a serious way. And so I'm just going to ask you, entertain this. This is true of everything I say. I'm sure I've said this before. Entertain it. If what I'm saying is no good or not helpful, throw it out. If everything I'm saying is no good, stop listening to this podcast. My God, there's there's millions of podcasts out there. Go find a good one. Go find one that's going to help you. But in the meantime, entertain this idea of letting go of the things you know. And the real problem with the things we know is that they create shortcuts for us. They they create like they create a line of thinking that that feels like we're really walking it out, but what's really happening is that we're kind of jumping from A to M to Z, you know? And those are necessary. The brain cannot process every single bit of information that's coming to it. That's impossible. So so it creates these shortcuts and they're necessary. But just like with all shortcuts, when you take them, there's a whole lot of stuff you're missing. And when it comes to the things we know, this is especially true. So I think a good example of this has been 2020. You know, um, there's all these things that we've always known to be true about the world, Um, especially like here in the United States. We've always known that no matter what came along, our our economy and our government and just us as a country, we were going to be able to handle them and that there was not anything that could really sink us. And I think this year has really shaken that belief. You know, I live in Texas and we're just coming out of that. um, I wanted to say cold snap, but it was way worse than a cold snap. We had millions and millions of people without power. We had, um, I think we still have millions of people with no water. And this was really shocking for a lot of people. I mean, I think Texas is like the seventh largest economy in the world. Um, you know, everybody who moves here talks about how well things work in Texas. As Texans, we, we can be a little bit cocky, you know, because we got our own, uh, we've got our own power grid. You know, there's in the United States, there's three power grids, East Coast, West Coast, Texas. And we've always known that nothing would be able to come along and and kind of put us into this position where we don't have what we now consider to be the basic necessities of life, like power and water and things like that. You know, I think that anybody, I think that in all the developed countries, and in the United States especially, we would never expect to see people freeze to death in their homes, but that happened. We would never expect to see people boiling water and things like that for, for weeks on end, but it's happening right now. And so... Because of this, the things we know often causes trouble. The things we know, that shortcut, is also a set of blinders that we're wearing. And it's important that we pay attention to that. The pandemic showed us the supply chain for things like food and stuff like that can break down. Um, it showed us just how reliant we are on, on this network of people who bring things to us. It showed us that, yes, our, our healthcare system can crumble. Um, It could potentially collapse. And so these things that we've always known about life, you know, where, oh no, you flip on, you flip a switch and electricity comes on. You get sick, you go to the doctor and and everything's going to be taken care of. That was brought into question. And so always being aware of what we think we know is important and learning to let that go when it's no longer the truth is one of the keys to having a good life. You know, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to go through this without getting myself into trouble here. Um, but when it comes to our beliefs about the, the universe and the fabric of reality, the things we know um, are often problematic because those are going to dictate more than just like how, how we live our lives. It's going to also dictate like how we treat other people, how we treat different groups of people. 
what we expect of different groups of people. Yeah, what what we what we allow other groups of people to do. You know, for a very long time, people knew that women were uh, they call I think they called them the fairer sex for a long time, but they knew that they just weren't as smart as men, and that um, they couldn't do math and couldn't do science, and um, they just knew this. This was a fact, and so they were never given that opportunity to do those things. But now that they are. We're finding out that they're just as good at those things as men are. Um, and a lot of women are better. Uh, I can name off the top of my head like 10 women who are better at math than I am. And that's cool. Good. We, we've opened, you know, we've expanded that out and people have more opportunities now. When it comes to things like race and sexuality, I want you to think about what people knew back in the 1900s, the 1950s, um, the 1980s, you know, like the, the perspective we have on these things now is so much different. And I get it. Not everybody's going to agree with what I'm saying right here. And that's fine. You don't have to. But it seems obvious to me that for people who are not part of all the dominant uh, ideologies and dominant uh, groups in our country, things are better now. Because we no longer, once again, picture air quotes, know these things about all these different groups. Uh, I think that a lot of it's probably become subconscious for some people. And I think for the older generation and for different people, because of their religious views, it might not have changed that much. But for the vast majority of the country, um, this stuff has changed. And so letting go of these things that we know about other groups and other people has made life easier for them and it's opened up opportunities for them. That could have never happened if we held on to what we knew to be true and what we knew to be right. You know, for centuries and centuries, people knew the earth was flat. And I get it. There's, I get that that's still a thing. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's accurate. But for centuries, people just knew that. Well, for centuries, people knew that if you were mentally ill, it's because there was a demon in your head, and so they drill a hole in your damn skull. This kind of stuff it has been shown to be not only less than helpful, but, you know, it'll kill you. And so we don't do those things anymore because we don't know them. Now, there are still a whole set of things that we know right now that are going to turn out to be untrue in a few years. That's okay. That's how progress works. That's that's how humans are. None of us are perfect. None of us know everything. And so you're always going to have those things. And the key is to recognize that, number one, I think I know this, but it might not be true. And number two, when you recognize you're wrong, instead of doing mental gymnastics to explain it away, Instead of creating cognitive dissonance by trying to hold two competing ideas, just say, shit, I was wrong, and move on. That's huge. We'll talk about it later, about learning to change your opinion and not being attached to your opinion. But for now, when, when something that you've always known to be true, uh, when it starts to have cracks in it, pay attention to that. Don't get mad at the cracks. Don't be mad at whatever it was that caused the crack. Accept that, holy shit, this thing wouldn't have cracked if it was as solid as I thought it was. And, and address that. Like, like, be willing to change. Be willing to let go of the things you know. I know they bring you comfort, but it's the same kind of comfort of, um, I don't know, like maybe hypothermia. Like, you know, you're slowly dying and you start to get warm and stuff. That's probably very comforting, but staying with that's going to kill you. And that's true of a lot of the things we know. The other thing I'd really encourage you to start to look at is what you know about yourself. For me, for years and years and years and years and years, I knew that no matter how, how well I did at something, I was eventually going to screw it up. No matter how well I did in school, it was a matter of time before the other shoe dropped and the real James came out and I failed or got kicked out. Uh, no matter how long I went without drinking or using drugs, the other shoe was going to drop 
and the real James was going to come out and he was going to ruin everything. I knew this. And so therefore, it always happened. In fact, I remember times distinctly when I was doing well and like the like looking forward to the heartbreak of when I was going to fuck it up was so hard for me that I went ahead and blew it. I just thought, well, you know what? Um, it's easier if I just make a choice to start drinking again um, than think I'm going to do well and start doing things with my life and then I screw it up. So I might as well just get it out of the way. That knowing caused me a lot of trouble. Knowing that I was a screw up, knowing that I was the guy that was never going to live up to all this potential people told him about, kept me from doing it because I knew these things. Why am I going to do different if I know these things? And so you've got to look at the things you know about yourself and, and ask yourself, do I really know them? Is this really true? Does the past really have as much of an impact on the present as we think it does? That's a big one. Um, what's the book about that? Uh, the Black Swan by... Uh, Oh, his first name's Nicholas. I can't remember. Look it up. It's a really fascinating book. But it's talking about how, yeah, there are these things that are pretty consistent, but there are also things that are going to come along and just annihilate them. The big question is, how do you do this? And it brings us to one of my favorite things that if you've been listening to this, you've heard about it. If you've worked with me, you've probably heard about it to the point that you're sick of, of hearing about it. And that is friendly curiosity. Having a friendly curiosity towards everything, not only like kind of turns this world into a magical place that's full of possibility. It helps us start to chip away at these crystallized notions of what we know. Um, when, uh, when, when I was able to ask myself, I remember holding my son. He's 19 years old now as a baby. And the thought in my head was, kid, I'm sorry, but you got screwed in the dad lottery. And because I just knew I was going to screw it up. I knew I had all these intentions about what I was going to do, but I knew that the other James was going to show up and wreck it. But for the first time, this other thought kind of snuck in and thought, does that have to be true? Does that have to be the way things are? And that was the beginning of a major change in my life because it opened up all these other possibilities. Friendly curiosity towards everything makes everything so much easier. Um, when your spouse uh, does something that you don't like, they continually leave drawers open or they, I don't know, they throw their underwear on the floor and you just know they're doing it because they're an inconsiderate asshole. The simple question, the friendly curiosity about it is that, well, I mean, is that really why they're doing it? Is that really why? And really, when you start to trace it out, this thing you knew that was causing you so much trouble and so much friction and strife in your life, well, it turns out maybe they just, they, they don't even think about it. It's not something they even notice. But we assign malicious intentions way too quickly, especially with the people we love most. It's, it's bizarre that our brain works that way, but it's what it does. So friendly curiosity towards everything is a way to chip away at these things you know. Anytime you have some concrete notion of things, just let yourself have some friendly curiosity about it. I know this is the best way to drive to work. Well, is it? What if you tried another way? I know that no matter how hard I try, I'm going to end up drinking on the weekend, so there's, there's no point to even approach it. Well, do you know that? What makes you know that? Just because you've always done it, just because you drank last week, it doesn't have anything to do with this coming weekend. Like, that shit is unrelated. But we really, like, it's, it's one of our cognitive uh, biases or cognitive fallacies, probably, that the past has so much impact on the future. It, it doesn't have to. I'm a walking example of that. Like, I really learned that in my own life, that just because I'd always done this doesn't mean I always had to. Quitting smoking cigarettes was one of the hardest for me. And it was this idea that, well, I've tried to quit so many other times. Uh, I, I had a smoke shop down the street. And that's where I'd always run to. I'd make it a day or two. And then I'd run down there and get a pack of cigarettes. I'd smoke one, feel terrible 
pour water on it from the sink and go throw it in the dumpster. And I had to put water on it because if not, my dumbass would be out there crawling through the dumpster later that evening. But it was this knowing of that, well, eventually this is going to cave in. When I let go of that, that was the day I quit smoking. After, I want to say it was like 15 or 16 years. And when I, and that's the day I quit. I just walked away. It wasn't easy. It sucked. Addiction sucks. It's brutal. But this idea that the past has some kind of uh, stranglehold on the present and the future doesn't help. Do you really know that? You can question that. You are always allowed to question the things you know. It's not going to hurt you. And sometimes you might, you might question something and arrive at the conclusion like, no, that's true. Cool. Cool. At least now you know why you think it's true instead of just believing what you've always believed. So take, take some time each day and just have a friendly curiosity towards the things. The things that hit you emotionally. If you're watching the news and one person says something and you just have that rage up inside of you or that disgust or whatever, and you just know that they're an asshole, ask yourself, why? Do I really know that? The people that you love, the people that you love on TV, these celebrities and these people on Instagram, ask yourself, do I really know what kind of person they are? Even if, like, if you've never met them, you definitely don't. Even if you know people, you only know what they want you to know about them. Have a friendly curiosity about it. If you just know somebody behaves a certain way because they're just an asshole, ask yourself how you know that. What makes you know it? The more that you can do this, and the more that you can do this with a friendly curiosity, you don't need to interrogate it. You know, you're not angry at it. Just friendly curiosity. Why do I know that? How do I know that? Do I really know that? These questions can really change our lives. Um, There's an element in them of just letting everything kind of be brand new in every moment. And that's the key to living in a magical world. That's the key to living in a world that is just, it's just always this unfolding amazingness, if we'll let it be. But the things we know prevent that. I know what today is going to be like. I'm going to go to work and this is going to happen. So-and-so is going to come in and they're going to talk too much. They're going to tell me about their stupid, ugly kids. And I'm going to have to look at a picture and then we're going to go to lunch. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to be... It doesn't have to always be that way. It's that way because you're expecting it to be that way. What you know in that situation is keeping you locked into a pattern of being that sucks. So give yourself some time and space to just have a friendly curiosity about everything coming your way. See what happens. I think you'll find that it makes a difference. Friendly curiosity really does change everything. It's magical. That's like, that's like one of the magic tricks for having a good life is friendly curiosity. All right. Until next time, live your life intentionally. Love yourself. Love everybody around you. Treat everybody like they're God and drag, as Ram Dass says. I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.